Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast episode number 100. I love the Wabi Sabi podcast because I started it on my own with my own two hands with my own heart and mind when a lot of people would say no. I decided to create the podcast in 2018 in my apartment in Brooklyn when I was struggling. I didn't have a lot of book sales. I wasn't thriving the way that I always envisioned myself to. I was not getting booked on the shows that I wanted to share my love of culture and heritage through Japan with, so I decided to start the podcast. I figured I could find a new medium to share stories of love, light, grace, hardship, and all things perfectly imperfect. You listened. You supported. Thank you, because I can keep going because of you. For each of you who has bought Kintsugi Wellness, Clean Green Eats, Clean Green Drinks, all of the books, thank you. And mostly, your five-star reviews on Spotify and Apple have meant the world to me. Now we can add them on Audible as well, and you can comment away on YouTube as we post the videos for the Wabi Sabi Pod. Thank you for listening to episode 100. Please share this podcast with two best friends and write your juicy review. It has been a ride. It has been many years of free work and dedication to this craft. I have wanted to give up several times, and I'm glad I didn't. So thanks, guys, for being my best friends. I'm going to up the ante, and we're going to start a new Wabi Sabi Daily Affirmation Pod, so stay tuned for it. I'm so proud to have my mentor and friend, Ariana Huffington, on today's podcast. When I first started this pod, Ariana had had about 10 of us come into her office in collaboration with Pinterest and Quaker, and she named us the top 10 new role models. And thinking about Ariana Huffington, she's such a go-getter. She's a pioneer in journalism, in publishing, in media. She has broken so many boundaries. As a Greek-American woman, she is somebody I deeply admire. She exudes grace and class. She has a heart that is as big as her brain. That means that she loves as deeply as she thinks and feels, and she is emotionally intelligent as well as graceful and classy. And I truly appreciate every moment of her time. She is now the founder and CEO of Thrive Global. She is the founder of the Huffington Post, and she's the author of 15 books, including Thrive and The Sleep Revolution. In 2016, she launched Thrive, a leading behavior change technology company with the mission of changing the way that we work by living to end the collective delusion that burnout is the price that we must pay for success. She has been named Time Magazine's World's 100 Most Influential People. She has been on the Forbes Most Powerful Women's List. Originally from Greece, she moved to England when she was 16 and graduated from Cambridge University with an MA in Economics. At 21, she became president of the famed debating society, the Cambridge Union, and she served on numerous boards. Her last two books, Thrive, The Third Metric to Redefining Success and Creating a Life of Well-Being, Wisdom, and Wonder, and The Sleep Revolution, Transforming Your Life One Night at a Time, 
Both became instant international bestsellers. And most recently, she wrote the foreword to Thrive's first book, Your Time to Thrive, Ending Burnout, Increasing Well-Being, and Unlocking Your Full Potential to the New Science of Microsteps. Thrive's Microsteps, small science-backed steps to improve health and productivity have been adopted by employees in more than 125 organizations in over 140 countries. For more information, you can hop to thriveglobal.com to check out what Ariana and I have been up to. I'm so excited for you to check out our conversation. It's probably the first time I've never cursed on a pod, so this is a big step in the right direction. (laughs) Happy episode 100, friends. Thank you for your incredible support and love and kindness. May we continue to spread the butterfly effect of love and light in this world because boy, do we need it. Be kind to one another and support more women. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast, friends. I am so honored and thrilled. She is so powerful, sweet, loving, caring, and also looks like a million bucks. I don't know how she does it all. Please welcome Ariana Huffington to the show today. Hi, Ariana. Hi, I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you. We're so happy to see you. Congratulations on the new baby in the family. Yes, becoming a grandma. (laughs) Well, you certainly do not look like one. We are so excited to have you today. Ariana and I have a great relationship. She is a woman that we look up to. And every time I read or watch one of your interviews or read one of your books, Ariana, I always think how ahead of the curve you always are. Uh, In 2018, she was so honorable and she gave awards to so many of us for being new role models. And I still have the alarm (laughs) clock that you gave me. Oh, it's 143, which means I love you. Um, (laughs) I still have an alarm clock. So one's in New York and one's in LA that Ariana gave to me when she came out with her multitude of books. She has 15 books under her belt. My favorite one of all is Thrive, which I recommend that every woman go out and get, or guy. Um, But Ariana, we want to know about your upbringing in Greece and a little bit about your mother and maybe if there are parts of your Greek heritage that influenced your incredible empire that you've created now. Well, I'm I'm just such a big admirer of yours, as you know. And um, we met when the Huffington Post uh, honored you for every, everything you are doing. And um, yes, definitely, I feel, even though I'm a naturalized American and I feel America is my home, that I um, carry with me a lot of my Greek heritage especially in terms of um, what we see as the joy in life. You know, Greeks um, have this um, gift uh, of kind of being in the moment. My mother used to say, don't miss the moment, Um, finding enthusiasm in life. And uh, even in the middle of challenges, and God knows Greece has been through enormous challenges, I was particularly lucky to have a mother 
who taught me at an early age, as she used to say, failure is not the opposite of success. It's a stepping stone to success. And helping me uh, be willing to take risks, fail along the way, and that's the greatest gift she gave me, that and unconditional loving. Beautiful. Now, after reading many of your books through the years, I think most of us have what you call burnout. And you have taught me so much, Ariana, over the years on sleep, the deprivation that we've given to ourselves as journalists. I, I read on the incredible work that you did in starting the Huffington Post and now Thrive. So what is your greatest advice that you would give a young girl starting out on how she can start? Because I think that's the point where most people get confused is like, where do I go from the beginning stages and how do I prevent burnout as well? Well, the first thing is to change our mindset and to recognize that um, recovery, recharging, are part of peak performance. Uh, we used to think, I mean, all of us, I mean, I'm a lot older than you, but all of us have been brought up to think that um, to be really successful, we need to power through exhaustion, to um, basically... Uh, as the song says, sleep when we are dead, and <laughs> brag about that. And now we have so much science that makes it clear that that's not really how to uh, perform at our best, come back with, uh, with our best solutions, and especially during a time as disruptive and turbulent and uncertain as the one we are going through. Um, it's very hard to make good decisions, uh, to be creative, to be empathetic, to be inclusive when we are running on empty. Yes, very much agreed. And when you started to realize, when you had your wake-up call, Ariana, how did you realize that the value was in self-care and not going like a million miles a minute? Well, my wake-up call that I write about in Thrive, uh, um, was really tough. You know, I collapsed, hit my head on my desk, broke my cheekbone, and that was really the, the beginning of my recognizing that burnout was self-inflicted, and it was also a global epidemic. I mean, we finally have recognized that after the pandemic, but the whole time I was covering these issues at the Huffington Post, there were still major problems that had led to a lot of pain and grief. Mm -hmm. And finally, in 2016, I decided that I wanted to be able to help people change behaviors and not just raise awareness. And that's when I left HuffPost to, to build a Thrive. I mean, this is a great segue, I think, because you have this innate ability to know the future almost, Ariana. Like, I do believe that you are a true futurist. You're always 10 steps ahead of everybody else. So when you made the decision to leave the Huffington Post and start Thrive, was it because of the burnout that you experienced and also maybe it was time to help everybody else that was, 
you know, we were all behind you. Also, we could not keep up with the workload and we could not perform. And so I think when we saw you make these changes and when you sent us gifts of your books <laughs> on sleep and the alarm clock, everything that you said was very simple too. It was like, don't sleep next to your phone. Stop looking at your phone all day, put it away and start giving yourself more time to rest, relax, and enjoy self-care. So was Thrive because of your wake-up call that you had, like your health scare? Well, not directly, because my own wake-up call is, was in 2007. And I spent um, many years since then um, bringing these issues to the forefront uh, of the Huffington Post and raising awareness. But what I realized by 2016 is that people didn't just want to raise awareness, that they really needed help changing behavior. And what I was excited was all the science that showed us that we change behavior, we adopt healthier habits through tiny steps that at Thrive we call micro-steps. And that actually a way to um, change um, people on a large scale was to do it through their workplaces. So Thrive is not a consumer product. We uh, bring it to the world through the companies they work in. And that has been amazing because whether we are working with big multinational companies like Walmart, Accenture, Salesforce, or smaller companies like Levi's. Um, the, the truth is that the community that people have at work becomes a way to um, bring accountability on the journey. So if your micro step is not to sleep with your phone at night and there is someone at work who can be your accountability buddy uh, and you can be their accountability buddy um, whatever their micro step is, there are hundreds of them, it makes it easier to actually bring changes in our lives. Yes, it seems like you have brought simple steps to the forefront of wellness that everybody can do on an everyday work basis. And you and I are both still in New York and LA, so we haven't really stopped. <laughs> but I want to say... Um, from the simple steps that you've learned, Ariana, is there anything that you've changed? Because you do look fabulous. And you know, being Japanese, I'm not going to say that to just anyone. <laughs> so you, we want to know what your secrets have been to looking your very best, even though you are the CEO of, you have been of multiple companies now. So is there anything in particular that you're well, doing? Well, you know, I, I, my foundational healthy habit is sleep. <laughs> so yeah. at, um, at Thrive on our platform, we have six journeys. You know, sleep is the foundation. Food, we have to talk about food. You are the expert. And I'm delighted that we have some of your amazing recipes on our platform. Thank you for uh, asking me. It was such a blessing. <laughs> movement. Uh, focus, you know, so that we are not addicted to our phones and 
social media and uh, binge watching things at the expense of our own time to recharge. Um, money, you know, financial stress is a huge source of stress um, that makes it harder for people to sleep, to recharge, to wind down, and connection. Yes. So um, for me, as I said, it starts with sleep. Then I um, I prioritize eating healthily, and I've learned a lot from you. And again, it starts with micro steps um, and swaps. And, and basically, the very simple rule is, can you reduce sugar and processed foods? And that makes a huge difference to everything, inflammation, um, our mental health. That is what is so amazing. And, you know, we did this whole course on cognitive nutrition because, as you know, nutrition isn't just for the body and, and uh, the physical health. It's also for the mind and, and um, our ability to focus and avoid what's been known as pandemic brain. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> the last few years, I'm telling you, I'm so happy that I was able to meet you in New York before the pandemic. And I think after everything that you have spoken on has become even more valuable. I've listened to your interviews with everyone from Van Jones to Bloomberg from just the other day recently. And I, I really believe that there are there is a need, as you've spoken on this before, Ariana, for more real, true leaders in our space to lead by example. And since you and I have worked together for so long now, and I admire your work, and I, I've watched your work ethic, and 15 books is unbelievable, uh, how can we get young women and men to focus on better leaders versus just people that have a large social platform? Because you and I both know they don't always equate to the same thing. Well, I think, first of all, what is so important is to look at what I call the leader in the mirror. Um, because everybody has the leadership potential. And I think this is the time for all of us to accept responsibility, both for our own lives, our communities, and not to always look for the knight on the white charger to save us. And oh, I stopped doing that years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's very important. And then we feel empowered. And we feel that we have the, the ability to bring changes about both in our own lives and in the world. Yes. And then as far as who to look up to, how are we supposed to sift through all of the noise, especially because your news background is so impressive. I've seen that you've written columns, and when you started the Huffington Post on your own, that was probably very scary and also extremely difficult in a world full of men. So how, as young women and marginalized voices, how are we supposed to find the right leaders to follow? Well, the most important thing is to avoid uh, falling for just the glamour mm -hmm. and to avoid comparing our lives 
to the high real lives of whatever appears on Instagram. And I would say to start with um, um, unfollowing any account that makes us feel less than, uh, that makes us feel um, as though we don't match up with whatever um, appears on social media. I think that's really important. And to keep cultivating our own inner leadership. And to, for me, it's like I, I love um, reading and following people who are not necessarily alive anymore. Um, you know, there, there's so much wisdom in the past, in whatever tradition, you know, the Zen in Japan, the Tao in China, the Stoic philosophers, um, and basically all these traditions tell us the same thing, that we all have a lot of wisdom in us, and, um, and power, and the ability to um, find peace and joy in ourselves, no matter what our circumstances. So for me, that's the key, that rather than relegate our own power to someone. Yes, and I hope that our listeners can follow your advice, Ariana, because it's so sound. And coming from you, much more prolific than coming from myself, I think that um, I was most impressed when you mailed me a book that you wrote and first of all, if you're watching this on video, look at how thick this is. Look at how beautiful Ariana is. Ariana sent me this book that she wrote on Picasso. And this is kind of what you're talking about now, even though you wrote this book a while back. You always looked up to the greats who were doing things much bigger than themselves. Um, out of your 15 books, I think... There is such an array from everything from political issues to news to covering artists and now wellness and health. And I think Ariana is a great example of a woman that everybody should follow because she's the real deal. I mean, it's very hard to find people that are admirable, very likable, well-spoken, and also kind. You know, the fact that you still email I always share with my dad when you email me because it makes me look like I'm doing a good job, Ariana. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. And listen, you know, um, anybody who follows me on Instagram or LinkedIn, um, you'll see that I tend to focus on how I can empower and inspire others. Yeah. And I think that is the key. Fo follow people who focus on that, who basically give you the power um, to lead your life and change both your world and then, by extension, the world. It's a very Dale Carnegie-like strategy, right? You allow for us to find our own power and our own path, but we can also look to Ariana for an example to follow. In Japan, we say, Oyanose womite kowaso datsu, that children learn by what they see, not by what they hear. <laughs> I so, love that. I think that's wonderful. And uh, yeah. and also, you know, in the Japanese culture, there is 
so much wisdom. I mean, one of my favorite concepts is the concept of ma, space, creating space in your life so that we don't live our lives breathlessly. And at Thrive, we, we brought that as what we call Thrive Reset, which is 60-second breaks during the day to reduce stress so that it doesn't become cumulative. Yes. And I do always notice that you look to culture and you look to history to teach us much about our current state. Um, I've seen it in your interview with Van Jones. You talked about Rosa Parks and how she practiced yoga. And I've also noticed that, you know, just by looking at the biography of Picasso, I was floored when you sent me the book because I come from a family of impressionist artists. And I thought, how interesting that Ariana gets the genius behind looking to ancient traditions or practices like Ma in Japanese. But you, there was one thing that really I loved and it was your chapter on wonder in Thrive. So yes. on page 221, you bring us really easy practices that we can do every day to be better. Number one says, focus on the rising and falling of your breath for 10 seconds. Whenever you feel tense, rushed, or distracted, this allows you to become fully present in your life. And everybody can do that. Yes, Number two exactly. says, so you, you teach people these tiny little things. Like um, number two is pick an image that ignites the joy in you. It could be your child, your pet, maybe your new grandchild, Ariana. <laughs> and then it can help you to feel like you can expand. And the last one I thought was really remarkable. And this is something I have a, a, a hard time with. Um, I'm not sure if it's my background or the fact that I feel like I've been fighting against the current my whole career, which I'm sure you have also felt, Ariana. You say to forgive yourself for any judgments you're holding against yourself and then forgive your judgments of others. If Nelson Mandela can do it, you can too. And then look at your life and the day ahead with newness and wonder. I love that. Thank you for choosing that because especially people who tend to be perfectionists like you are and I am and more type A personalities, um, we tend to be ruminators and beat ourselves up and judge ourselves instead of learning from our mistakes and going on. Yes. And I think if we don't learn to forgive ourselves, it's going to be much harder to forgive others. And I think especially right now at a time when a lot is changing culturally, um, it's really imperative that we bring grace to our relationships rather than uh, um, categorically um, judge people as though they cannot ever get better because the, the whole essence of uh, life is that we are all works in progress. And we are all evolving and improving. And that to me is absolutely key. Well, the cool thing about you is you exude the grace that you speak of and have been reflective of that. And 
I don't know if you, I mean, you have to hear it often because I heard that you speak in front of crowds and actually you have a lot of humor in you as well, Ariana. <laughs> but you just, I Your love it. So Agreed. You show us by example, which I think is really unique because like you said, it's really easy to be part of cult, cancel culture these days or talking poorly about others seems to be something that people like to do on Twitter and Instagram and now TikTok. And it just feels, it, it has never felt comfortable for me to talk poorly about anyone publicly. And that at that, even in private, I feel like it's sometimes, um, it's hard to keep the morals and values that you were taught most likely from your mom and my mom but I feel like in the long run, look at the longevity of your career, Ariana. I do feel that it is there because you exuded grace, you educated yourself, which is imperative to success. And I don't know how you did it, but you rose above so many of the men in your space, not to compare you know, apples and oranges and men to women, but since, we look up to you so much. Was there ever a time where you maybe even wanted to give up Ariana because it was such a difficult road to pave for women? I've always been able to feel grateful and no matter the challenges um, that I'm here, that I'm alive and remind myself constantly of, of what I love about my life. And even in the most challenging times, there are things to be grateful for yes. and not to take them for granted and also to build resilience so that we don't um, fall apart over every challenge. Oh, I mean, I read that your mother, when Greece was occupied by the Germans, this was the reason why you listened to her. <laughs> My grandmother on my father's side is, is from Poland, which we know was occupied by the Germans yes. as well. Um, I sometimes think about the things that your mother and my grandmother went through and how, how easy we have it compared to what they did to pave the way for our success. Absolutely. And Sometimes, you know how in moments of crisis, it brings out the best in us. So I think we can tap into that ability in ourselves um, every day by simply not forgetting what we love about our lives. Yes, and this is a great reminder. Um, it was so awesome meeting you and Jessamine Stanley and so many of the other women that you recognized. Um, I just thought to myself, it was very rare for all of us to be in the same room together. And, and Ariana is a woman of her word and she does, you know, in-person events, meetings, really does email direct. And I think it's very impressive because most people, when they get to the top, they tend to forget about a lot of us up-and-comers and and you don't do that and so we we appreciate that Ariana we see you and we hear you and, and we see what you're doing and I think it's it's great to see 
women supporting other women and uplifting. And speaking of, I know the girls on the pod are going to want to hear about your beauty routine. So is there anything spectacular that you want to touch on? Is there a Greek beauty secret? <laughs> olive oil. Olive oil is amazing. Um, drinking it, even uh, using it. Uh, for your beauty routine, but I think one very important thing is not to go to bed to bed with your makeup on. I'm <laughs> amazed by how many people go to bed with makeup on, and I love uh, to completely, <laughs> um, really refresh before you go to sleep. So that, and also I think part of the beauty routine that encourages you to have a really good night's sleep is having a hot bath or a hot shower. That's an important transition to sleep because it helps you slow down your brain. Oh, wow. It's not just about uh, cleanliness. It's about allowing you to put the day behind and, and be able to recharge and start fresh the next day. I do love a good bath, I will say, especially the onsen in Japan uh, when you are cooking. Is there anything that you love cooking in particular that's your favorite recipe to make at home? So I have to be very honest with you. I have never cooked. Really? (laughs) Never. Um, I just uh, um, love very simple things. Like, um, I love brown rice. Um, I mean, yes, I've cooked brown rice. That's hard. <laughs> right? or, grilling, good. or grilling a piece of fish or some great cheese uh, or great fruit or steaming some vegetables. But I've never really cooked. Like, I've never followed a recipe like one of your great recipes. And I think that's partly a decision about what you want to put your energy into and what you wish you had the time to put your energy into, but you are realistically not going to do it. And I found when I was 40, I made a list of all the things that I wanted to learn, like learn to cook, learn to become a good skier. And I decided I was just going to, as I call it, complete these projects by dropping them. And it's actually a good thing to do because then they don't stay in your mind as incompletions. Well, you bring up a great point that you don't have to cook a gourmet meal or follow a recipe. You can just make veggies, rice, fish, and it is a complete meal in the end, you know? And of course, I know you use olive oil in the cooking. (laughs) In everything, yes. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying. That's not when people talk about cooking. They talk about creating uh, something out of multiple ingredients that tastes delicious. And I love that. And I'm I'm so proud of you, Candice, for what you are doing. But um, it's it's just not something I put energy into learning. I totally get it. I'm, well, I'm not going to go and learn how to do, you know, video editing or graphics or. Yes. I know what I'm not good at and I'm happy to hire great women, mostly 
women that help on the team to do these things that I'm, you know, just never going to be good at, which I think is a good thing to bring up to yes. let go. Like you, you really can't do it all. You just, as much as I want to say that we can, um, I think I've learned that the hard way. And I actually might be the greatest reason why I haven't moved forward in my career. Like sometimes we hinder ourselves because we try to do everything and take on way too much. So I think it's great that you knew the limits of what Ariana is good at and what maybe, you know, you have your your best friend or your husband or somebody, you know, else <laughs> do it for you. <laughs> and lastly, I'm so excited to start collaborating with you at Thrive and to yes. help with the cooking and the wellness and the Japanese like tomes, you know, I haven't been, I've always been much more of a, a party girl for so long. And I think over the last 10 years, I turned 40 this year and I said, Amazing. I think to, thank, thank you. I feel like it was time to grow up, Ariana, and take my job a little bit more serious. And so working with you, has been a, a pleasure and an honor, and I'm so happy to learn from you. You are a legacy and a legend in our eyes as female journalists. So what is next for Ariana? Like, where do you go when you are just at the top thriving, no pun intended? <laughs> well, first of all, I, I so love working with you. I think... Um, you can teach the world so much around healthy food and how it connects not just to our physical but to our mental health, and we're excited to work with you. And for me, um, building Thrive and bringing it to more and more companies around the world in dozens of countries is really what my passion is and what I want to keep doing to the end. And of course, I feel so blessed to have, to be so close to my family, uh, my two daughters, and now Alexander, our little two-month-old grandson. And um, and I feel, as we said earlier, um, full of gratitude for the blessings in our lives, and the fact that I've uh, learned to be resilient in the face of challenges, and not let them overwhelm me. Absolutely. And I can only imagine all that you have gone through. I'm so excited for everybody to check out Thrive and they can find you on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. I do recommend, I want to say Thrive is a great book to start with, if you agree, Ariana. I totally agree. It's my favorite book and oh, it's the uh, philosophical foundation of Thrive the Company. And also I do a monthly newsletter and we can post um, the, the link so that if people want to subscribe, it's free, they can do so. It comes out the first Sunday of each month. Oh, Ariana, thank you so much for your time. And we will share all of Ariana's links and where you can find her. And she's so much more than a pretty face. So... <laughs> I Thank hope you that so much. A real everybody. pleasure to be on your podcast and to work with you. Thank, Thank you, Ariana. You. We love you. Take good bye care. Bye. Thank you, Candace. Love you.
I hope you loved this episode and interview with the great Ariana Huffington. Thank you for listening. I wanted to let you know in reflection on the hundred episodes that we have done, you are the reason why I kept going. I'm really grateful, hands on my heart. They say that speaking is nice, but listening is golden. And so when you sit down and listen to the hundred episodes, which I hope you revisit all of them, you will see me actually grow from 2018 all the way through 2023, coming up right around the corner. I also wanted to note that I met Ariana Huffington in person in 2017, not 2018. But you'll notice through my recordings that 2018 was the year that I started the pod, and then I ended up going through very deep depression after leaving the city and moving to San Francisco. And that depression lingered for so long. You'll see through the episodes that I actually stopped recording for a little bit. And I want you to know that taking a break and a big pause is okay. You will never get quality work out there if you keep go, 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 go. Like me, I was superwoman for about 15 years until I hit a wall. None of you will get through this lifetime as superwoman solo. You're going to need a team to surround you. So please listen to episodes 1 through 100. Let me know what episode is your favorite. You can send me a note on comments on Instagram anytime. And if you have a love letter or something you'd like to bring up on the pod, email me at info at I'd like to say a big thank you to Ariana Huffington and the ladies at Thrive for making this podcast happen. Please find my recipes with Thrive coming up over the next few years. I also want to say thank you to the podcast hosts that have made me feel so welcome in this industry from the very beginning. First was Luke Story. Loved meeting him and Cookie. You can check out our episode together. Then Maria Menudos, my sister in hosting in front of the camera. She is so epic and her and her husband, Kevin, and their whole team is awesome. Please check out our episode as well at Maria's podcast, Better Together. I have been on Black Girl and Ohm. Lauren Ash and I have been friends for many years. We met out in Maui years ago. Skinny Confidential, Lauren and Michael, amazing couple. We're all from San Diego. Lauren was so cool. She told me that when we were all very young, I'm a bit older, They, she used to follow my book, Pretty Delicious, and email me. And I was so grateful when she told me that story. Um, and Michael is a quarter Japanese, which I love. They are a hot couple. Very funny. Ultimate Health Podcast. Awesome. Great interviews. And True Health Podcast as well. Uh, Ashley is a lovely host. Lewis Howes, The School of Greatness. I went on his podcast when I was in a pretty deep and dark moment in my life. So check it out. You'll see that my mask was on, but also off. And I really wanted to start being much more real when it came to podcasting. Love Lewis, a great person. Jenna Kutcher, an amazing woman that I admire deeply. Jenna, we love you. You're family. Please listen to our episodes together. She's been on my podcast twice and I've been on hers twice. She is a woman I admire. Sahara Rose, full of light and love. We love you, sister. Your highest self podcast is incredible. And Sahara was before her time. She introduced me to the lovely Rosie Acosta. We love you, Rosie. 
We've had Rosie on the pod now, and I've been on her podcast a few times as well. Rosie, we love you, sister. Radically Loved is the name of her podcast. My sisters, Lindsay and Krista, I love you both at almost 30. You are epic, awesome, so fun, hot, cute, smart, funny, and I love my New York and LA sisters. Being Boss had me on early on in my career, as, as well as Joshua Holland, an amazing guy with great character. And there are many others. Forgive me for not writing them all down. But what I remembered about these people was that they loved and embraced me and my work. I loved meeting Ariana in this episode because she was so graceful. And I think that's what we need to learn more of. You're going to get rejected a lot. People are going to say no. A ton of podcasters said no to having me on. And you know what? I just kept going. I didn't stop because I felt small. I didn't stop because I got depressed. I didn't stop because the bills really needed to be paid and I put myself in a financial bind after shooting the documentary on Kintsugi. I just kept going. I'm not very good at giving myself compliments, but I will just say you've all been the best friends I could ask for. A big thank you to my mom and dad, my sister Jenny, the amazing cats. Cece, I love you and losing you this year was the hardest thing that I've ever had to do and go through, but it was also a really remarkable experience. I love you, Sean. I love you, Jordan. I love you, Nikki. Thank you for being my friends at the pod. To James for editing the music on every episode with Jordan. Thank you both from the bottom of my heart. To my agents at UTA, Rebecca Steinberg and Allison Chesnow, who are in the pod department and audio, thank you for believing in me. It means so much. And Anna Mijic and Daniel Daniel Schmertz, you two are an amazing pair. And I can't wait to get started with UTA. It's been a good two years so far. And we are doing beautiful things together. Don't doubt yourself, guys. I come from a family of immigrants. My father came here on a boat from Poland when he was 11. And at 20 years old, he was drafted into the U.S. Navy. And I thank him for his service. My mother is a school teacher. She came here when she was in her 20s to marry my father. Neither of them had anything to do with media or publishing. And here I am, a lone voice to share more knowledge and grace and power with all of you. Please sign up for the newsletter now and please write a five-star review for the pod. If anything, that is the greatest gift you can give me is comments on every social post, a follow, and to get us back on YouTube comment and follow and watch. That is power and currency that we need to keep this free fabulous podcast going. Thank you for all of your time and your efforts. And I know this was a long thank you, but you listening at home makes me feel like a million bucks. I hope I didn't curse at any point in this closing of the day. I think we did it though. The first episode out of 100 with no cursing. <laughs> We're adulting so well here, guys. I can't wait to share episode 101 with you. Go to the matchashop.com and get your matcha cleanse download now. And I'll see you guys back here next week. And don't forget to share this episode with two besties. Tell them it is juicy. Talk to you soon. Love you so much. Bye bye.